Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Run. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. And for those of you who missed us at 3, we had a great half a show at 6 o'clock. You guys are some wonderful people, whether you came by or not. Hey, if you see my face a little smoother today? My daughter came in and said, Daddy, I got to fix up your face because you know what? I guess, I don't know if she thought it had too much crackles or what. So she put a little bit of something on my face and you know what? I kind of like it. But anyhow, how is everybody doing today? How is everybody doing today? There was another show today, Michael, but that was a playback of the other show since I know a lot of people weren't there. But anyhow, Michael, I'm feeling a bit better, but my headache is killing me. That sinus headache from being out there in the elements i guess is what's doing the magic right now but then other than that you know um they they prescribed another blood pressure pill my blood pressure is not where it should be but it's getting back where it should be slowly you know but it was it was almost catastrophic yesterday i mean you know how catastrophic it was i actually made an appointment and bogarted myself into an appointment with my guy i'm like look you're the only guy that has ever gotten my pressure under control his name is Tejas Meta, the only person that has been able to control my blood pressure. So I'm coming back to you to take care of my pressure, my brother. So make sure to get it done. So he prescribed another medicine and it looks like uh, it has started working. So I'm feeling a lot better about the pressure that is. My teeth still hurts, but I'm not going to give those thugs $5,000 or actually it would have been my part $2,500 for one root canal when I may actually need more than one root canal. Let the antibiotics do its job and later on find a dentist who would actually then patch me up. Folks, we have a system that is based not on need, based not on what should be done to make things better. I'll tell you a, a quick story before I get into reading Michael's stuff and saluting all of you. I go to see my doctor yesterday and I'm in the room and we're talking, and I, I, I asked, I started, you know, I, I ask everybody everything. I think I like to get knowledge from the, from the, from the, from the, the crowd, right? Crowdsource stuff. So I asked this, uh, this, this person that works here, hey, uh, do you, have you ever had a root canal? Yeah, it costs a lot. You know what she says? She said, huh? I go to Mexico for my root canals. It's ridiculous here. I go to Mexico, $350, get a darn good root canal all over, and guess what? It gets done. I know, uh, Michael says it gets a lot worse. Yes, I know, Michael. Trust me. I, I, I know my brother. I am I'm, I'm playing. Let me tell you, I had it once before and used antibiotics about six months ago, I guess it was, and it came back at, an, at another T, which means I probably have two or three cavities that I need to get fixed uh, so that it doesn't get down to the roots. But, you know, anyhow, I hear you. And look, thank you for the advice, Michael. I really appreciate you giving the advice. All right, welcome aboard to all our great people. E2247, welcome aboard. Alistair Waters, welcome aboard. Michael Rodden, welcome aboard. We have also with us Bridge MCP. Before we, well, actually, I have a surprise for you guys with Bridge MCP a little bit later. I want to get a few more people on before I spring it on you. But anyhow, let's see what else we got here. What else we got here? I, who else is here? Bridge is here. <clears throat> Bear with me. I'm working with a. Deep, deep, deep headache. Deep, deep, deep headache. Yes, it's bad. Peggy Lopez is in the house. Uh, I think I called that Alistair already. Uh, May Wood is in the house. Thank you guys for being here. Anyhow, let's get busy. Uh, Rolling Stone and the, from Michael Rodden. Rolling Stone and the Daily Beast. 
QAnon uh, adult dad killed by cops after shooting wife, daughter. This is out of control. Man murdered wife, shot daughter after being sucked down a rabbit hole, family confirms. The family annihilator mental health worsened as he became drawn into the conspiracy theories, according to his daughter and the election. He started to believe that some would <clears throat> some leaders were in fact alien lizard people in disguise. These people are nuts. A French conspiracy theory, even though AQAnon supporters. Rebecca Lewis said, family members tried to pull her father out of the belief, but arguing with him was pointless. Rebecca, who was at a friend's house with, when the shooting occurred, said her father had always been prone to mental issues, but he'd grown more agitated as, as nobody could talk him out of them. Rebecca said at him, it's really shocking, but it really can't happen. It can happen to anybody. Right-wing extremism is not funny, and people need to watch the relatives. And if they have guns, they need to hide them or report them or do something. Yes, I agree. I am shocked. I think this is right, and I'm shocked, and I don't even know what to say. Rebecca wrote, F you, QAnon. I hope the FBI tightens it up, and thank you, lackeys in prison, and hell for poisoning so many people. QAnon have blood on their hands. Where we go, where we go, all right. Accountability is required. So true. Okay, Michael Ronan also have San Francisco Gate. The Emmys teleprompter tells John Oliver to stop now during acceptance speech. In his acceptance speech, he spoke of the thrill of meeting Steve Martin and Martin Short for the first time and expressed appreciation towards his staff as well as his wife. After he boilerplated thank yous, Oliver started speaking about the creative freedom that HBO allowed him on his show. Thank you to HBO as well. We know how lucky we are to get <clears throat> to make the exact show that we want, exactly how we want to make it, whether that's making a Korean subway drama or a black mail-in congress over data brokers or staging an electorate cabbage wedding. We know how... We know... We... We... We know how luck, lucky we are. Mistake there. It's saying stop now in big letters. I don't know if that's the speech or in general, but either way, it's a fair point. Thank you so much. It was only roughly 45 seconds in his speech that Oliver was cut off. Recalling his segment on data uh, brokers and our lack of internet privacy got the Emmys censors panties in a bunch <laughs> Wow, wow. I love John Oliver, though. You got to love the guy, right? Okay, Pointer and the Rap. A revelation in Maggie Havener's new book stirs debate about reporters withholding information. The New York Times reporter book includes an eyebrow-raising quote from Trump about not having the White House, about not, have, not leaving the White House. Should she have the shared, shared it sooner? Of course she should have. We know that. A lot of these people decided to hold back and then write books, right? That's what it's all about. <clears throat> the basic girl is that uh, basic git gist is that uh, Trump bought his own lies and believed he was cheated in 2020 election. I don't believe he believed that. Then was asking everyone around him to do the coup, even including the valet who <laughs> served him diet cokes. We should have been told about his back, this back in January 6th happened, or at least shortly afterward. <clears throat> I agree. But you know how it goes. Anyway, guys, you can read the rest of that. Keith Overman tweeted in response to these articles, 
Trump says, I'm just not going to leave. Oh, good. Another fact vital to the safety and contribution of the nation, continuation of the nation, that Maggie Haberman withheld from the public for many months, if not a year and a half, so she could put it in a book, in an effing book. That's what they do. You know, anybody think that they care about the country? Do you think that a lot of these politicians care about the country? Why do I have to pay $2,500 for a root canal? Come on now. All right, let's see. Let's see what's the last one. Republicans keep showing us who they are. Lindsey Graham introduces federal abortion ban. I'm not going to read that one, but here's the deal. These guys don't understand how bad off they are, but let them keep doing what they're doing. Bridge MCP says UT Health Houston School of Dentistry offers three levels of service in general dentistry. A cost is your major concern. Our student clinics provide the most affordable care, but please allow extra time for each appointment as students work at slow, careful pace under faculty supervision. If your time isn't precious, if your time is precious, appointments with our faculty practice UT dentals uh, last about 45 minutes. If you need fall somewhere in between. Take a look at graduate clinics where new dentists gain experience and expertise in their chosen specialities. Oh, you are so sweet. You are so sweet. I am going to look into that because I'm not, I'm going to look into that and also advertise that. Okay, let's continue. Let's continue. Who else we got here? Who else we got here? Who else we got here? Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. E2247 says, hello, folks. Bridge MCP says, Egberto, read my comment on the teeth. I just did, my beautiful lady. I just read your comment on the teeth, and I'm going to take that advice. Hi, all, from Peggy Lopez. Even Medicare is a scary form of medical coverage. I hate hearing everyone call for Medicare for all rather than universal health care. I hear you. What I want to do is health care for all. A Medicare has gotten a bad name. Medicare for all isn't Medicare, but it's hard to say that when you have Medicare in the name. I, I read you. I read you. I get you. Okay, who else is here with us? Peggy Lopez advertised. Michael Renes Egberto, the QAnon slogan, Where we go one, we go all. By their own twisted view, they are culpable. Agreed. Peggy says, I love anyone who makes me laugh at these times. Ha, ha, ha. Cool, 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 cool. I hope that made you laugh. Then you love me. All right. Michael Renes says, I am angry about Maggie Haberborn, journalist, Holding back vital information, but I still have to be measured. The crime of nearly destroying our nation is worse than delaying revealing the planning to the crime. Okay. Roberto Luis está en la casa, dice. Saludos, mi gente. Politics done right. Welcome aboard, my brother. Roberto Luis de Panama. Hey, Roberto. Las exclusas de Gatún. What's going on? The... the the locks in, in, in uh, Gatun, we are from both, Roberto and I are from the Atlantic side of Panama, called Colón. And the Gatun Lakes are in, is in that province. And they're leaking, or I don't know if they're leaking, they're dumping water. All kind of crap's happening. It's a, that's a very dangerous thing. I have everybody from Panama, they're sending me the pictures and the videos, Lou. Amazing. I think I got one from you too. Either you are from Tia Betty. Okay. Egberto, while Willie's laughing at this, should be should have had Ashley fix my face today. Ha 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 ha! Hey, beautiful, if you were here, Ashley would love to do it. Ashley can do some good stuff with my face. You know what can I say? 
Peggy Lopez Egberto, hope that there is never is a question that I love you. Oh, and I love you too. You are so sweet. My pink here, beautiful lady. All right. Let's see. The first, the first thing I want to bring to you guys, right, is a special... Well, no, I'm... I'm Bridge, you still have to wait some more. Got to... I got to play this first. And you know what? Foolish me. While Ashley is making up my face, instead of me going to the PDR and getting Ali Velshi ready and also getting uh, this uh, interviews. Let me go to my interviews folder. Interviews folder and getting Troy ready. I want, to, I want you to listen to Troy. I was impressed with this guy. He spent 25 years in jail. You need some sinus medic- medicine. Yes, I do. But everything... Every, every one of these medications, Bridge, causes blood pressure to go up. And right now, I'm counting every millimeter of, of mercury. <laughs> anyhow, anyhow let, let's go with Troy Williams. I want you to listen to this interview I did in, uh, at Netroots. He was in jail for 25 years. And instead of coming out feeling uh, I mean, like I'm um, all messed up, he decided to do something positive. Listen to this interview. Welcome to yet another edition of Politics Done Right, streaming directly from Netroots in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm here today with Troy Williams. Troy, uh, thank you so kindly for spending some time with us. Troy, um, let, let's start with the negative, okay? And then we're going to move on from there. Absolutely. Uh, you were incarcerated for 25 years. I was incarcerated 25 years of my life for... Um, participating in a takeover robbery of a computer parts company in California. Uh, you know, I grew up in California, gangbanging in that whole world, and growing up in that life, you know, I, I did what gangbangers do. Uh, uh, let, let, let me first tell you, um, what I wanted to, uh, I asked you, I, I, I saw your, your badge where it says restorative media. Right. What you told me is that the impression that the media gives us about uh, the incarcerated and the lives of the people being incarcerated is all wrong. What is it that you're bringing that you want to make folks aware of? Well, I think it's about narrative control, right? It's about us having control over the narratives that are told and spoken about us, right? Oftentimes you'll see media companies go into a setting and they'll tell this negative, this negative story from an outside perspective, right? They'll use fear-mongering techniques, which actually cause more divisiveness than anything. And um, so back in the day, uh, these media companies would come in and they would, like places like Lock Up, even National Geographic came in and they did this whole story about um, Scott Peterson and, and they were going around asking people what would they do if they caught, caught Scott Peterson on the yard. So it's always some outside journalists coming in looking for the sensationalized story that is going to give people shock value. But what they don't do is they don't go in and they're not, they're not talking to the father who is actually um, remorseful um, for what he's done, uh, who actually like sees the outcome of what his behavior has done to his community and to his even to his own family, right? So those narratives, those stories aren't told and we're led to believe that everybody in prison um, one, are there because they deserve to be, uh, and two, um, that are like 
there are so many people who are in prison who are actually not guilty for the crime that they were incarcerated for. And there are also a lot of people who are, have been in prison for crimes that probably should not have been labeled criminal uh, in the first place. And we can tell that nowadays when, um, when somebody who is in jail for 20 years for stealing a CD player, right? Uh, a $40 CD player and you take 20 years of this person's life. One of the things we also uh, have been doing lately is challenging um, this whole narrative around uh, uh, removing the uh, involuntary servitude clause from the Constitution and the effects of that, right? Uh, and you, you would... It may be hard-pressed for some people to believe, and for some of us, it's like, it's the same as what it was, but um, people were making the same arguments as they made in 1863 to keep um, the exception to slavery clause alive uh, in this country and in the state of California. I think what you're really talking about, and tell me if I'm right, is that many, many uh, jails, many prisons, they actually rent out the services of their imprisoned people Absolutely. At, a, at a very reduced cost, almost at slave labor type. Uh, at, at, almost. Like, we complain about sweatshops in China, but we're not looking at the sweatshops operating within, behind the walls of prisons. People, your audience will never guess what my job was the last eight years of my incarceration. I guarantee nobody in your audience will guess. I, I can't guess. And what was your job? My job the last eight years of my incarceration was I worked as a video technician. I was the programmer for San Quentin Television's closed circuit system, and we produced, not only did we program the television stations inside the prison, but we also produced stories, radio uh, and uh, video stories uh, inside the prison. Uh, and I got paid a whopping uh, 37 cents an hour to do so. Right. And these, and they made profits off of them. Of, of course, the institution. So the people inside the prison, we've all heard, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that about firefighters. Right. Um, you know, we've, we don't understand that there's video technicians, there's librarians, there's electricians, there's plumbers, like any, any job that you can conceivably think of that is needed in the community is needed behind the walls of a prison and incarcerated people specifically I know in the state of California and it is my assumption from talking to people around the country it is equally the same that they work these jobs inside of a prison and in many cases they're getting paid pennies on the dollar if they get any wage at all. And you know th this is this is very interesting because I, I think um, you know earlier on uh, in, in several of the programs that I do I talk we talk about crime and how it's handled and how it's punished right mm -hmm. and we have somebody that goes into a 7-Eleven and take a candy bar a misdemeanor or somebody who maybe grabs enough money cash out of a register and run that mm -hmm. makes it a felony mm -hmm. and they spend years in jail right. you spend 25 years years right. in prison right. they spent all this time in jail or prison and uh, we have the petty that not that we have the criminals the real criminals corporate executives that that cost you 
your life for thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. cost the lives of many of people based on their policies, right. and they are respected in society. There absolutely. is a determined problem in what we call crime in this country. And I, I think absolutely. when you talk about uh, sir, uh, restorative media, I think you are trying to do something that we hope to do as well, and that is change the narrative. Change the narrative of what a criminal is. Change the narrative we, of what you do. We have to change that narrative. And I, I do want to say this, that I in no way um, for myself personally um, am attempting to reduce the my accountability for the harms that I cause right. to my own family, to society, and even um, to the victims of the crimes for which um, I was found guilty. So I'm, it's, it's not, a, I'm not saying that. I want to cut what? you there because mm-hmm. that is the reason I wanted to speak to you right. because that's one of the first things that you told me. I am not trying to say I'm not guilty of what right. I've done or I'm not taking accountability for what right. I've done. But remember, there's, uh, there are there, others. There's, there's other factors. There's a lot of other factors. Why, how would, and I always ask this question to people, how do you think a little boy who has so much reverence for life that he wouldn't even step on an ant how did that little boy go from that to being a gun-toting, gang-banging felon willing to put a gun to somebody's head? What happened in that child's life? So even if you can't uh, sympathize or empathize with the gray-bearded dude sitting in front of the, on your show now, perhaps you can identify with the little boy in your neighborhood that is still going through stuff or, or going through things right now. And because of what he's going through, because resources are not there for him, what is he going to become? What opportunities are going to be there for him? And then when a person goes to prison, they're in prison for all of these years, um, forced into uh, uh, a slave labor without proper compensation, and he's released and then told good luck when he could have spent that the last eight years of my incarceration with me working as a video technician I could have been contributing to my family I could have been contributing to taxes I could have had something set up for myself so that when I came home I wouldn't have to struggle and 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 most people who are I'm thankful that I had the resources and the wherewithal to build what I've been able to accomplish for myself but a lot of people don't have that and so if they don't have that, what are, what are you leaving them with? If you mind me asking, what resources were you able to? I mean, I do understand that most people that leave like, that leave prison, they're they're just thrown out there, and then there are a lot of people who won't hire right. people who have records or who've been in it, prison. Won't hire. So it's a double-edged right. sword. Exactly. Right? You want them to stay on the level. You want them to stay straight, but at the same time, you, they're not being offered the opportunity to to move on. How are you able to do it? Because because right now you have a company that's called Restorative. Right. I, at Restorative Media, I had um, I had help. I had assistance. Um, you know, uh, I'm not somebody who would sit up and say, oh, I did it all by myself. No, I had a strong support group. And I learned from the elders around me when I was incarcerated how to build a strong support network for myself when I came home. So I had a lot of people who invested in me right. uh, and invested knowledge in me. You know, from the first guy, you know, I learned the truth about my history from a black man on the prison tier. And so I had people who invested in me and I, when I came home, one of the strongest things that was taught to me was how to build myself a support network. And I was able to build a support network who who believed enough in me 
um, to support um, the work that I wanted to do. Um, and I invested in myself. Well, that is great. You know, in some countries, in uh, I think the Nordic countries, going to jail isn't going behind bars. Going to jail is really how to re-educate somebody, exactly. how to, how to re somebody, how to look at the humanity in people, irrespective of, and again, these are these are places where they have good social safety nets to ensure that nobody falls through the cracks. I think you're proof positive that a positive input into everybody actually gains mostly positive outcomes. Would you agree with that? I, I would definitely agree with that. Right? I, I would definitely agree um, that you know, thanks to the 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 men on the tiers who supported me, thanks to the tons of volunteers who came inside the prison to build, and, and also thanks to there were certain uh, correctional officers inside who ensured that we were getting what we need. Like I wouldn't be in the position that I am if the warden of that institution had not allowed cameras in and permitted me to sit in the studio and play with these cameras for years on end, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and and even though there's this larger system that has to be held accountable for the 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 slave um, type of mentality that exists, there's this larger system that has to be held accountable for that. There are individuals in that system who actually want to um, to want things to be better. They are working for the betterment, and 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 I think we all need to come together and figure out how do we make this system that that is going to be equal and fair and just and equitable uh, for all of us. Troy Williams, it's been my pleasure. It's been my honor to speak to you. I've learned a lot, but most importantly, I think the audience needs to listen. Absolutely. This this is what, uh, and, 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 uh, and I think you, you cop to this, this is what real rehabilitation and, re, and, and investing in folks look like. Absolutely. And you're returning it back Absolutely. many times. It's my duty too. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate you, sir. All Absolutely, right. sir. We, Troy was, I mean, Troy was even more impressive with the conversation that we had over. We went through PTSD and a whole lot of stuff that he went through that we didn't get on air. Uh, you know, we had already removed mics and all of that. That would have made a good addition to the story. But anyhow, um, it's time. It's time. You know what it's time for? There is a special woman that we all love. Her name is BMCP. Bridge MCP. Check this out. Is she sporting our stuff or what? And look at that New York, beautiful New York background. She's got the cup that she designed for Politics Done Right. Again, the woman you're looking there, looking at there, she designed that cup for Politics Done Right. And she's wearing her Politics and Right t-shirt and cap. I love this woman. She is a hell of a supporter. Let me tell you something, guys. Um, all, all independent media men need their good, solid supporters. You know, those that are going to say, you know, I'm going to help you out when you're having that headache and you need or, or you're running to the doctor and you need to get a message out. I'm there for you. Hey, I'm there for you if you need something. Bridge MCP. Thank you so kindly, my beautiful Bridge MCP. And we, we, have, we have quite a few of those. You know, my, my hermano in the, in the room, Roberto Luis, my hermana, uh, Alistair Waters. Uh, all of you guys are just wonderful people. Peggy Lopez, our supporters, man. 
my word. I mean, you guys are like, uh, you know, what is it? What do you call it? You, you call it, you guys are into the revolution. You, and of course, we can't leave out, you know, the guy that is here with our stories every day, Miguel Rodnin, Michael Rodnin, AVQ, right? Look, I, I love you guys. Um, love you guys. Um, you guys are just wonderful people. And of course, you know, Daniel Ledo had to say, supporters is the new Mark Six word for sycophant. Don't we love, don't we love, uh, don't we love the comic relief provided to us freely by brother Daniel Ledo? We love you, Daniel. You can say anything you want, Daniel. We still love you. We love you, we love you, we love you. All right, Michael? We really do. Ask Bridge. We do. E2247 is also a supporter. Man, I tell you guys I love you. Anyhow, let's continue with the program. But before, I got to go ahead and throw in our ask because it's that time. Politics done right depends on you to keep doing what we do. What do we do? We make sure to keep, number one, the internet seeded with blogs and information to counter the right and to present what progressives represent for the benefit of us all to everybody so that it's not misread, misled by any other entity. We make sure and populate that internet with blogs, with videos, with all these other things to make sure that we are informed and to counter everything that you normally hear that, that are lying at the right. We also make sure to create articles in, in magazines, articles in newspapers all around the country to ensure, again, that our message gets out there. Last but not least, we also write books. As you see it, Class Warfare, The Only Re Resort to Right-Wing Doom, How to Make America Utopia, are two of the many books that I've written on these issues. So please support us in one of many ways. Numero uno, you can support us at PayPal, either one time or monthly. Go to politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. You can support us on Patreon. That is politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can support us by becoming a part of our YouTube channel, going to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, or you can support us in many other forms that you can find at politicsdoneright.com slash support. Be sure to visit our store, politicsdoneright.com slash store, and get our books at politicsdoneright.com slash books. Hey, I didn't see Brother Bruce, Bruce Pollard in the house. Bruce is not only a supporter of our Politics Done Right show here at, uh, uh, on the internet and YouTube and all these internet channels, but Brother is also a support of KPFT, 90.1 FM Houston, where Politics Done Right appears as well. So we have a lot of great supporters of independent media in the house, if I if you are here and I forgot to call you out, please, por favor, put your name in there so that I can call you out. You know, that's what I like to do, my peeps. That's what I like to do. Oh, my God. Okay, I think I can get this on the screen. Let me see if I can get this on the screen. This is one. We pass these locks all the time in Colon. Uh, let me put that on the screen, Roberto. Check that out. Oh my God, that is, 
Let me tell you guys what you're looking at. You are looking at one of the locks that brings ships down from the, uh, from the Gatun Lake down into the Atlantic Ocean. So that is about 83 feet above the, the Atlantic Ocean. So the ship has to be brought down 83 feet so that it can land into the ocean. That's an accident. What that means is that the locks that's above that is leaking because they do it in three stages. What that means is the lock above that, the tunnel remains open and all the water is flowing through those gates. It's draining Lake Gatun. Well, that's not a big enough flow to drain Lake Gatun because it's probably the river is probably flowing at a faster rate than that. But that could get very dangerous if that were ever to break open. And all the water... Yeah, oh, wow. That is some serious stuff. Okay, I, I, I brought you guys... Hey, thank you for... Uh, hermano Roberto, muchas gracias por mostrar la, la película ahí. Thank you so kindly for showing us the little picture there. Amazing. All right. Uh, here's what Daniel has to say about my professions of love, okay? He says, Your professions of loves are juvenile. Will you suffer for me? Will you, and I mean you personally, degrade your quality of life for my benefit? Love absent acceptance of personal suffering is hollow and manipulative. But keep saying it. Okay, I can answer that right away. I have already suffered for you, Daniel Ledo. I have already given up much of self for you, Daniel Ledo. That's a fact. The work that I do, the work that many of those who support me do, do work does that many of them they are what they're doing can only be a profession of love a profession of love to you brother because anybody who is to be blunt as obnoxious as hateful in the words that you put out there and we still support the policies and work for the policies that support all Americans yes we love you, brother. Michael Roy, Egberto, how many hours per day do you spend towards putting together your show on the daily? Oh, too, too many, man. Uh, but I work 16 hours a day. But it's not only the show, uh, Mr. Mr. Le uh, Mr. Rudnan. It's also um, the other uh, things that I do. Like I write for Medium. I write for Daily Coast. I write. A lot of them are duplicated. But I write for a lot of other things. And... And I also am a, um, the, on the national board for the Pacifica Network, which we meet too damn often, to tell you the truth. And I'm on the board for the local... Um, uh, okay, th look, thank you very much for saying that, Rudnan. I, ap I appreciate I really appreciate you for saying that, Rudnan. I really do. I really do. And I didn't roll my R's this time when I said Rudnan. I love to roll my R's for your name. It just makes it sound like, ooh, Rudnan. Uh, Peggy Lopez says, I have already suffered for you, Daniel. I have spent the post 65 years of my life making choices in my life to allow others, including you, Daniel, to live in peace. Thank you very much, uh, my hero, Peggy Lopez. Alistair Waters says, many thanks for doing all you do and being who you are, Brother Egberto Willis. Sister, let me tell you something. It's not me. It's us. And that's one thing I've learned over the years. It is us, Right? And, and, and you, know, you know, you have to have a special, a, a special kind of character that when you get the attacks and the downing and, you know, I think what happens with Daniel is he 
deep inside, he doesn't yet understand what love is for the fellow man, for the fellow human. You know, and, and he's in a sect that prevents them from understanding that one can really, really care about humanity. And it doesn't always have to be individualism or self. Okay, it really, really doesn't have to be. Okay, uh, the, the man love. <laughs> Listen to Mr. Eric Hayes. Eric just trying to get on the right wing bandwagon. It's not going to work, Eric. Don't forget, I know you and you're a nice guy. All right, let's, let, let's continue. Uh, <laughs> let's continue with the show. I, um, I want to put our girl back, sorry, our woman back on the screen. You know, every now and then you get that thing, you put your foot in your mouth. And, you know, when I'm talking to some friends, I'll say, hey, girl, or whatever. And then I'll, given that we're in a certain time now, I'll back up and I'll say, oh, I'm sorry, woman. And they're like, Egberto, you can call us anything. Come on, you're Egberto. But, you know, and I know it's the same with my girl, with my woman here. All right, there is Alistair Water again. Not Alistair Waters. There is Bridge MCP sporting the hat, sporting the, 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 the T-shirt, and sporting... The cup she designed herself. Yoo-hoo! All right. We're going with our other video. And this one, I was a bit, a little bit irate. Sort of in character. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. The coverage of the queen has gone above and beyond. Yes, you can tear me up for saying, oh, what, what's wrong with you? The woman was a good... Look, let me tell you something, folks, all right? Uh, well, I tell you what, let's go ahead and listen to what Ali Velci has to say. I mean, he schooled many on colonialism, and then I have a few words that I want to talk about. Because I tell you something, I am very uh, upset at this grand daily coverage, using up a lot of time that should be placed on educating us on what's going on in the economy and much more. But we're dedicating it to a funeral for, again, I don't want to be insensitive. But yes, the queen died. Yes, the queen outwardly presented a positive attitude. But let's understand what monarchy represents and what it represents to a lot of us, to my ancestors. What it represents to the Jamaicans, the Trinidadians, the, all the folks from the West Indies, were my genesis, which is my genesis. So let's go ahead and listen to Ali Velshi and then we'll, we'll move on. How about we talk a little more about colonialism? The first Elizabethan era ended when Queen Elizabeth I died in 1603. Her 45-year reign was, quote, a golden age, though I guess that kind of depends on your perspective, which marked England's emergence as an ambitious and ruthless global power. Elizabeth I heavily encouraged privateering, granting charters or trading and exploration rights to private companies, which paved the way for an intercontinental empire. It was she who gave Walter Raleigh permission to set up a small colony on Roanoke Island, Britain's first foray into the colonization of America. Now, centuries later, the second Elizabethan era has just ended with the death of Queen Elizabeth II. The two reigns invite easy comparison, and they are tethered by their unique positions in the timeline of British colonialism, the beginning and the beginning of the end. 
In the 1920s, the British Empire was at its zenith, ruling and controlling the natural resources and economic output of around a quarter of the world's entire population, about 413 million people at the time. All of these countries in red were controlled by the British Empire. You can see Canada, Australia, um, India, Ireland, much of Africa, just to name a few of the countries. To quote an often used phrase throughout the 18th and 20th centuries, the sun never sets on the British Empire. It literally meant that it was daylight somewhere around the globe in a place that Britain controlled. But nightfall for the empire was on the horizon by the time Elizabeth became queen, and it was ushered in by the colonized, not by the colonizer. In 1947, a few months after Queen Elizabeth II's 21st birthday, but five years before she became the monarch, Britain would lose one of its most crucial imperial possessions, India, and the newly partitioned Pakistan. For more than a century, Britain had exploited local rulers, workers, and resources in India, flooding the British economy with cotton and cash. India not only paved the way for Britain's massive global rise, but funded the continued progress of the Industrial Revolution. Remnants of colonialism in India continue in the conflict between India and Pakistan and India's continued colonization of Kashmir. And I don't need to make a metaphor here. The 105... Kohinoor diamond, which sits in one of the three royal consort crowns, is a spoil of war from India. As countless sought and achieved independence from England, many became members of the British Commonwealth, which was formed in 1949. Upon her death, Queen Elizabeth II remained the head of state of 15 Commonwealth nations who chose her uh, as their head of state. 36 of those countries are now republics without a royal head of state. Five have their own monarchs. While the Commonwealth is a clear vestige of colonialism, initially conceived as a consortium of white settler colonies like South Africa at the time, the Commonwealth was a vehicle to preserve Britain's global influence at a time when decolonization was getting more popular around the world. But really, it positioned Britain at the head of a massive school, teaching the former colonists how to behave and how to, in theory, self-govern. Through the lens of history, it's now often seen as patronizing, sometimes racist, including during the 12 years that apartheid South Africa was a member. And it's generally a superfluous uh, thing and probably a waste of money. By the mid-1970s, the British Empire was reduced to little pockets around the world. When Hong Kong was transferred to China in 1997, the then Prince of Wales called it, quote, the end of empire. That prince is now King Charles III. Colonization, British or otherwise, was economic exploitation, violence, and racism. Decolonization, virtually never initiated by the British, was often a bloody and deadly fight for independence. Example after example, the U.S. Revolutionary War, the concentration during the Boer Wars in South Africa, the massacre of hundreds of Sikh worshippers in Amritsar, India, in under 10 minutes, by the way, in 1919, the death of between 20,000 and 100,000 people in the Mau Mau uprising in my birthplace of Kenya in the 1950s, the opium wars with China, and lesser-known atrocities like civilian torture in Cyprus, the continued mess that is Israel and Palestine today, all of it is the legacy of British colonialism. Queen Elizabeth was widely respected and admired. But if you're having mixed feelings about the mourning of the queen and the institution she represented for so many decades, that's valid and you're not alone. And that is important to understand. She, people, you know, people say, what, let bygones be bygones. No, there are still, people are still living through the remnants of what colonial 
the colonial world was. What is happening in Jamaica? What's happening throughout the world right now that was colonized? You know, colonized sounds too nice, right? When you say the British colonized all these other countries, that sounds pretty. Okay, so they went out there and they put their rule. It was deeper than that. They went to exploit. Colonize is just a nice way of saying we exploit the people, we enslaved the people, we took the natural resources of all those lands that we controlled and brought them to England, to the British. That's what it stands for. And she was, look, she was the head of that, or she is, or was the head of that entire organization and she is a symbolic head now who has just passed away and now another king has risen to take on this same symbolic reign of an evil institution and we have spent hours upon hours glorifying that which affected mil billions of people around the world so I, I am not going to be kind with those who just want to say, let bygones be bygones. Because in my humble opinion, bygones be bygones mean the, the demoralization of many. It also means some believing that others are better than they are. That is colonization. And the most shameful part about this is, is having former form, the leaders of new countries that are part of the commonwealth or were part of the commonwealth or were colonized, that they are somehow attending a funeral of the person who is on top of that agency that colonized them. I, I, I mean, I, trust me, I understand why. It has a lot to do with money. Yeah, we be nice to England and when or to the UK or to the British and when the, when we need the help of the British to get a few bucks here and there we get it. Well, stop it. You don't need the British. The richest parts of this world are those places where the British colonized. They can stand on their own. I mean, again, they can stand on their own. The British Isles had very little to offer. That's why they ran all over the place and took over other fertile lands, other lands with resources. People, people, please, especially those who were former, uh, for, formerly enslaved, either in chains, in mines, or otherwise by the Monarchy or the the monarchies around the world, we should have zero reverence for those people. Zero, because again, that is a society that says we don't believe in democracy. We believe that there are certain a certain group of us that are inherently, inherently, rightfully owners of the world. We cannot have that and believe it or not it sounds nice and sweet when you're watching it on msnbc and cnn and the queen going through the streets etc that sounds it looks good look i don't mean to be uh, someone that's that that's that, that's demeaning the dead or anything like that i like i said i feel for her family i feel for them but the glory and the pomp and circumstance that's occurring right now is doing nothing but removing the stench 
that is monarchies and colonialism. Absolutely, the stench that is monarchy and colonialism. Bridge, bridge, bridge. Thank you so kindly. Bridge gave us a, a, another super chat. Folks, you can follow Bridge with that great super chat. And she says, give Ireland back to the Irish. 26 equals 6 minus 1. Then down below she put 26 plus 6 equal 1. Um, Bridge, uh, that may be a bit over my head. You know when I don't know something, I say I don't know something. Explain the numbers for me. But while you're explaining the numbers for me, Brother Rudnan came up with a great chart. Check this out. These are all the nations colonized by, by England. We have Canada, United States. We have uh, 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 Santo, I mean, uh, 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 Jamaica. We have, that looks like Belize. That looks like, uh, well, I don't have, know the flag of all these guys here, but we know it's all those British Isles there. Uh, there's also British Guyana right down there. Uh, let's see what else we got here on this hemisphere. But then look at, the, look at Africa. Look at Asia. Look, my God, look at all of that. One little country controlling all of that because they were belligerent, because they decided they had no problem killing others. And then who are the savages again? I, I used to love to watch, you know, it's always a point of view, right? Uh, England would go into a, a, a place like, let's say, the United States and, 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 and uh, look at the natives, kill them off, and call them savages. In other words, the ones who kill them off call those who were killed savages. It's always who writes the history, right? It is, it is just like how you know, people of color are treated in this country, right? The slave owners used to skin these folks alive. Cut balls off. Do all these kinds of things. And who were the violent ones again? Who was violent? The, the slave masters? I don't know. It's always who writes the story. Who reveals the story, right? Anyway, so let me scroll because uh, so that people can actually see everything that Rudnin actually put out there. Because I thought that was a great map that he put out there. And then, of course, you know, it seems like he's also a Trekkie. Because he went ahead and, and put this one out here. Where's the tricky one? There we go. Spock! Logic clearly dictates that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And that goes without saying, right? That goes without saying. That goes without saying. Anyhow, folks, anyhow, what time is it? 50, what? Oh, 53. We, this time flies. Brisa Zegberto Willis. 32 countries, 26 free, 6 enslaved. 26 plus 6 equal ah. Muchísimas gracias, corazón, por decirme eso. By, uh, let's say, Brit says, let's talk solution, register and vote. You just, start, you just spoke the solution, brother. Listen to Bruce Pollard, register and vote. And that is something I should say all of the times, register and vote. And also a solution is, please stop following and watching the processions for the queen on TV. When they see the ratings start to drop, They'll do less and less of it each time. But if, as long as people are watching, you know, I had my TV on and it was scrolling. I said, wait a minute. Get away. I'm going to turn to the food channel. And that's what I did. Bruce also said, give money to the local food bank, which needs a lot of money. I absolutely agree. May, what does the left actually want? A government that prioritizes the needs of the people. More power to labor, including living, wages, healthcare, and environmental protection. The right can only caricature these aspects. You know, but you know what's so funny? 
Hey, Bruce, Ashley saluting you. She says, hi, Mr. Pollard. Uh, Eric Hayes says, vote out those that, that crap on the people. I agree. And that turns out to be Republicans. At this point in our history, vote out every single Republican. So please listen to Eric Hayes. Vote out every single Republican because they, they pretty much, he defines who those Republicans are. I repeat, vote out every Republican. Alistair Waters says, I can't watch Food Channel. Makes me eat tons. <laughs> Alistair, I went to the doctor yesterday. I have 20 pounds to lose, my beautiful lady. Actually, 23 pounds to lose. I have got to lose 23 pounds. That has an effect on my pressure as well. So let, let's hope I lose all that weight before, before it, it takes off. Uh, Eric Hayes says, no, Egberto, you got it backwards. But actually, no, Eric. You're an intelligent person. The people hurting the country right now are Republicans. That's not up for debate. That's up for facts. The numbers say it all. No more arguing about that. <coughs> all right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, para ver, para ver. No, Eric, you don't, you don't realize it's you, you that it's, has it backwards. Ah, thank you, Brother Rudnan. Anyway, let's see. We have six. Ay, ay, ay. Something just pulled my neck. All right, let's see what else we have here before I... Nanette Bird-Smith, welcome, my beautiful Nanette. Hadn't seen you in here before. Uh, listen to Daniel. Give Ireland back to the cells. They are really nice and super awesome and not like, not, not killing anyway. Oh, Lord. He just, went to, he just went and did a quick search. BGMCP says, Ashley, we got to talk about Pops. <laughs> I wonder what are you guys going to talk about Pops, huh? All right, let's see what else we got here. Let's see what else. Um, para ver, we got, let's see. I think we're, we're probably out. Anyhow, if you guys don't put any more comments on the screen, I am going to get out of here because we are at 50. Oh, I still have three minutes to give you guys. Egberto, like I said, I love Daniel like a fungus. <laughs> Michael Rudnick shows me a molar. Oh, my God. He's thinking about my teeth, my tooth, my tooth. Actually, I think it's going to be really teeth. Alice says, Egberto Willis, get high blood pressure sinus meds. Well, you're going to have to tell me what those are because I sure don't know what they are. Once you tell me, I'll know what to do. Uh, let's see what else. Michael Rudnan says, take it easy, Egberto. See you tomorrow. See you, brother Rudnan. Thank you for being here. You guys are wonderful. Let's see who else is in the house. If I missed anybody before I go. All right, we're going to cut this about three minutes early because my head is killing me. And since nobody has any more messages, I will take off. So since usually I'm about 15 seconds behind, if in 15 seconds I don't get a message, I will be saying, Arrivederci. oh, there we go, Egberto Willis, I will tell you my sinus med for blood pressure. Thank you, girl. Uh, Maywood says, then, in the same breath, they claim they are, that liberals and Democrats want to legalize abortions up to the moment of birth, etc. I, and then return, uh, and then turn around and introduce legislation that would outlaw all abortions and criminalize women who seek such health care and doctors and deliver and legislation that makes it harder for people to vote. There you go. All right. Goodbye. Orhids to Egberto and onions to Daniel. <laughs> Alistair says, coincide in HBP. Beep, beep. Corin, coridis, coricidi. I will have to look into that. Anyhow. 
folks, my name is a better. First of all, please remember, folks, please support the show. I'm going to give you the link that has all of the different support links. That, that is politicsandright.com slash support. Here it is. Uh, please support us at that link. Maywood close out by saying there was a part before that last one. Oh, I didn't see it. Uh, let me see if I see it real quickly. Uh, let's see if I see it real quickly. Maywood, 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 Maywood. Maywood, it must have eaten it because I don't see it. I don't see it. But anyhow, I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know I hint, how I hint. Oh, before, before I, I leave, I have one other thing. I think next week we're going to start having two shows on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays because we are going live out of the KPFT 90.1 studios. And anybody in the Houston area, who, you know, every so and then, give me a call and you'll, you can come to the studio with me. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.